Hey, welcome to our pastor's podcast here at Desert Foothills. We're looking at an article that just was published by the NCAA, and the title is The Absurd Odds of a Perfect NCAA Bracket. This one really caught my attention when you when you brought it up to me. Just that word absurd is, mm-hmm. is so great when you start breaking down some of these numbers and looking at these odds. So obviously we're right here uh, in the middle of this NC March Madness. Yeah, yeah, that's the official title mm-hmm. of so many different basketball games in the college realm that are happening all at the same time, and so many different people trying to create that well perfect bracket. A lot of pools, a lot of office pools going on. A lot of people get uh, no, involved pe- and excited. No, people are not doing office pools, are they, Pastor? It's Mark? very popular in our country. I'm not condemning or condoning. I'm okay, just saying. Okay, okay, it's popular. Uh, for the sake of good fun, I'm sure. And I remember uh, several years back, uh, Warren Buffett actually put a challenge out that for anybody who could pick the perfect bracket, like every single game in the tournament correctly, he was going to give them $1 billion. Yeah, yeah. And that just shows you, again, the title of this article. five brackets (laughs) for that contest. And I think that was totally allowed. (laughs) You could do as many as you wanted to. And guess what? How many people got the billion? Zero. Zero people. So nobody's ever picked the perfect bracket. So I was curious, and this article explained why that is so hard to do. Why no one has picked the perfect bracket. And to cut to the chase... To uh, randomly pick all 63 games correctly, just random, like a 50-50 odds for yeah. each game. Yeah, it is about one chance in nine quintillion attempts. That's a lot. Especially, uh, that sounds like a number that a preschool kid makes up. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it is a uh, ridiculously large number. It's essentially. Uh, Nine to the ten, or nine times ten to the eighteenth power. So just a whole bunch of zeros is what you're saying with the eighteenth power. Right. So it'd be a nine with eighteen zeros after it. That's a big number. Nine quintillion. Big big number. And they got some really good uh, illustrations to help wrap your mind around that. Yeah, you were showing you were showing the those to me. Uh, maybe we can start out with just one of like, the simple ones to kind of show what that what that means. We were talking about if you just tried to pick, uh, like, if there were actually only four, what, teams. four teams, which right. th- there's a lot more than that. What is there? Is there 64, 64 teams? Am I right with that? So if we were only four teams... It would take eight. There's eight possible combinations. Only only eight. So that's not that's not bad. Right. But, but if you go when to, you start stepping it up... Just to eight teams... Now you've got 128 possible permutations is the math word. Well, this shows the combinations. The, how things are able to compound just over and over and over again. Right. So when you get to 64 teams, that's going to be 9.2 quintillion. Wow. Odds. And again, basically you get to that point where it's uh, nearly impossible to be able to, to predict or even come close for that matter. And uh, just some illustrations, I think, for how big that number is. So there are 31.6 million seconds in a year. Got it? Okay, 31. Seconds in a year, 31.6 million. Got it. So 9.2 quintillion seconds 
would be a quick 292 billion years. That's amazing because the first number that you <laughs> mentioned of seconds seems like yeah. it's so many. And then to be able to take that and then think of that in the billions of years really puts that number into perspective. Right. And then I, you, show, you show me that other one. What, there you said there if there had been uh, five trillion days since the Big Bang theory that people put yeah. into place, uh, yeah. you would have to repeat the entire history of our universe 1.8 million times. So five wow. trillion days. Right. You would have to repeat again that. repeat that 1.8 million. Function times right just to be able to get yeah. to these odds it, yeah and you alluded to we're not we're no. not saying the big bang is true we're just saying as a no, as an analogy yeah it's a it's a huge number how about the circumference of the earth this one i thought was the best okay 1.58 billion inches okay That's how yep. round it's gotta be it's, it's the biggest, circumference of the earth 1.5 so you'd have to walk around the planet 5.8 billion times <laughs> before you get to 9.2 quintillion <laughs> 5.8 billion. billion laps around the earth. It's just, it's in, yeah. So you see why Warren Buffett wasn't worried about losing his money. All right, so maybe that. we, at this point then, we're yeah. looking at these numbers, we see it's just ridiculous that basically... You're uh, not going to pick the perfect it's just, bracket. It's just not, not going to happen. It's all in good fun. What does this have to do with anything for our pastoral podcast? Well, I was thinking about Acts chapter 3. And if you want to read uh, verses 11 to 26, uh, you hear about uh, Peter and John healing a man in uh, Jerusalem. And then, of course, the people who see it and hear about it are just amazed. Uh, but Peter uses the opportunity to, of course, share about Jesus. Mm -hmm. So healing in mm -hmm. Jesus' name. And so verses uh, 17, 18, 19 says, And now, brothers, this is Peter speaking to the crowd here that's amazed by the miracle they did. I know that you acted in ignorance, as you did also uh, the rulers here. But what God foretold by the mouth of all the prophets, that his Christ would suffer, he thus fulfilled. Mm -hmm. And of course, the conclusion there, verse 19, Repent, therefore, and turn back, that your sins may be blotted out. And so Peter's making this case that uh, the Messiah... Uh, all of the prophecies about the Messiah in their scriptures, their holy scriptures, what we call the Old Testament, uh, were fulfilled in Jesus mm -hmm. of Nazareth. And so, therefore, repent. You've seen all of these fulfillments of prophecy now. Believe, right? Have faith that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, the Savior of the world, and repent and have your sins forgiven. And so uh, you actually were remembering back to a book, uh, Case for Christ, yeah. by Lee, Lee Strobel. And uh, you were recalling some of the analogies that he had dug up in his uh, research on, you know, verifying Christianity's claims. Yeah, and it was very similar to like what we were talking about for the uh, basketball mm -hmm. games of being able to uh, kind of oh. say, well, what's a, what's a manageable number? You know, we started out with, well, if there are four teams or eight right. teams. Right. And, you know, uh, Christ fulfills 
hundreds of prophecies yeah. within hundreds. Scripture, both in uh, that come from the Old Testament and also that appear in the New Testament. And so we kind of start at that exact same thing. Well, let's not start with, you know, whether Jesus fulfilled 456 prophecies or whatever the final number is that we end up at, but it is in the hundreds. Let's back off that. And what is the probability of Jesus fulfilling eight prophecies. Sure. And so the number even at this small amount is actually given, uh, is one chance in 100 million billion. So that's uh, one basically with 10 to the 17th power. So that number is, is just huge. It's, it's, it's enormous. And so if you calculate this number, again, when we start saying these, they sound like made-up numbers. They don't yeah, make any it's sense. it's impossible for us to wrap our minds around the magnitude of these. Completely. So and you have so to have it like a word picture he, that goes along with it. You got a great example. In Lee Strobel's book that he, he puts together, and he gives credit to another individual that actually does this work on his behalf to help him come up with this thing, Dr. Stoner. And he says that if you take the entire state of Texas in order to take silver dollars and fill the whole state of Texas up to a two foot tall level. So two feet everywhere you walk from corner to corner, every single border, every single square inch, and marked one of those how, silver how dollars the, two feet deep. Two feet yeah, deep, two right. Two feet deep. So not, they're not just single layered. They're two right. feet deep. <laughs> and if you marked one with whatever you want, put an X on it with a permanent marker and threw it out there in the middle. I dropped it from a plane. Sure. Yeah. Or, or buried it in the middle. Yeah. yeah whatever you want to do. One and a half feet deep. Wherever you want it at. Anywhere you can give place. somebody the chance of walking out there. Blindfolded. Blindfolded. Because it's going to be by have, chance. Yep. They have one opportunity to, to be able to pick that exact silver dollar. Now this, think about how astronomical that would be. It would be That's hard in a, million in a barrel, right, of, of silver dollars, you yeah. know, in hundreds to be able to do that. I mean, you're talking about just numbers we don't even, they, just, we can't comprehend them. Right, start even, in El Paso, yes. walk any direction you want, yeah. walk as long as you want for days, weeks, months. You got one chance. Stop, bend over, dig as deep as you want Completely with your hand, blindfolded. pull out a coin. You got a good chance of, uh, as good a chance of picking that coin but as Jesus fulfilling eight prophecies. Eight. Eight prophecies. And if you remember the way Pastor Mark was talking about of how things compound so fast uh, when you jump from four teams to eight teams or eight teams to 16 teams. Yeah. Now think about Jesus jumping from fulfilling eight prophecies, not to 80, uh, not to 180, but to 456 this number is more than astronomical. Yeah, well, it is. And I'm just gonna give one more example. So before we jump to the big 400 prophecies, just 48 prophecies. Yes. Just 48. If one for one man in any time in history to come through and fulfill 48 of those Old Testament prophecies, any 48, would be a chance of one in a trillion, 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 trillion. So our our tape was not skipping there. So that is a ten to the hundred and fifty-sixth power. That's a hundred and fifty-six zeros. And this is forty-eight. We're only at now. Forty-eight prophecies. And to give you an idea, a Google people talk about a Google. Yeah, sure. Everybody's heard that now. That's ten with a hundred zeros after it. 
This is 10 with 156 zeros uh, after Google's it. Google's got nothing on Jesus, yeah. And if you remember back to picking the perfect bracket, that was 10 to the 18 power. It makes it look so small. 18 zeros. So small. And again, we're only at uh, 48 prophecies, not 456 yeah. prophecies. I mean, if any, any person of average intelligence, any person of a scientific genius mind, whatever, you look at those odds and you'd literally say that is impossible. Yeah. It's impossible. Yeah. And this is why I think the to concept by chance. for to happen by chance. To happen by chance. But this is where the concept of faith, man, I think it gets so much stronger. This to me isn't necessarily even a piece of our, our faith. It's uh, an element of evidence that supports our faith. When you're able to see this and understand those numbers, know that this is truth, know that this comes from scripture, a book that even in the scientific community and historical community says this is true, this is a book that existed, it is a old historical document. We receive all this evidence from that and mm -hmm. it adds up to this one man, Jesus, and the only answer you can come from in this equation is that Christ is our Lord. Exactly. What Peter said back in Acts chapter 3, maybe the year 34, 35 AD, is the same message we have today. And, you know, they, he didn't even un have the grasp of all the statistical yeah. probability theory and stuff. Yeah. But even he knew, like, this is convincing. Uh, prophecies written about the Messiah hundreds, some a thousand years before, uh, were perfectly fulfilled. And... In Peter's eyes, who was a, a Jew and a student of Scripture, knew this is it. This is him. This is the Messiah. So maybe when you're sitting around this week watching a game with some friends or maybe watching a game with your family <laughs> or even just on your own, maybe you could take a moment to be able to think about all these prophecies that Jesus fulfills, uh, not for himself, but for you and Pastor Mark and for me, so that we can be able to have this evidence in his name. And maybe it's even an opportunity to be able to share some of these neat, absurd odds that we have in the name of Christ with people around us. Things that maybe can lead others to faith, or at least at minimum, strengthen the faith of our fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. Absolutely. All right. Thanks for listening to our podcast this week. Blessings on you. Don't forget the season of Lent. Uh, have your daily devotions with uh, the Witnesses for Christ book and uh, our Wednesday night services and our meals beforehand. We hope we can continue to grow in faith and love towards one another. Mm -hmm.